Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Fox and Windmill podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. So just before we begin, make sure you get yourself something to drink. We always recommend a cup of tea. Um, we're joined today with a very special guest who will be talking about their journey within the book industry. Um, please welcome our dear friend, Asrin. Hi. Asrin Nissa was born in Birmingham but raised in Bradford. She has worked for Waterstones for nearly five years but has been in the book selling scene for over 17 years which is amazing. She has extensive experience within the literary industry which will be unpacked later in the episode. We'll be delving into her career and background as well as her views on the market for books today. So let's get started with the questions. Are you ready, Asrin? I am, yes. It's good to have you here. Oh, thanks for having me. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Um, So would you like to tell us a bit about yourself and how you kind of started your journey in the industry? Well, um, well, before Waterstones, I worked for WH Smiths and um, I worked there for about six years. But I remember before work for it, Rage Smiths. I, I used to go in as a child with my pocket money and buy my books and have a look around and I used to always think, oh, wouldn't it be amazing to work here? And then um, I think I was about 19 or 20 and one day I just came in with a CV and uh, a, a day or two later they gave me a call and said, oh, would you like to come in for an interview? And uh, yeah, um, so I got the job, so I finally got to work in the place I always thought I'd really. <laughs> So yeah. And um, so six years there, and then after that, um, um, they were knocking down the Broadway, mm. the whole of Broadway, that all the shops were going to be knocked down to build the new Broadway shopping centre. So just before that happened, I left and um, uh, went to work for Waterstones. Amazing. So I've always worked with, in, the, in the book, um, yeah, as a bookseller. So yeah, in Waterstones as well, you know, just going in there, kind of like, it was I felt comfortable and... Mm. Uh, the questions, whatever, you know, I, I think I, I did pretty well with the interview and well, I did because they called me the next day and said, you want to come to work for us? So, yeah. Wow. So, and I've been there ever since. Amazing. <laughs> um, what is the best and hardest thing about being a bookseller? I think the best thing about being a bookseller is uh, talking to customers, or talking to people who love books mm-hmm. themselves, um, you know, who have a passion for books, and I just get excited when somebody wants to sort of, I mean, the best question for me is, um, I don't know what I want, but um, can you recommend me something? And that's it, I'm off and I'll be talking about every book that I can think that I read, well, do you like this, do you like that? And yeah, and it's just, I, I enjoy talking to um, the customers about books, and uh, I can get quite chatty. I've been told I get really, really chatty. But <laughs> the thing is, they, they they come back looking for me. They go, "Oh, was that lovely lady who helped me buy this book?" And I uh, want to know if she can recommend me something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and that's the best part of the job is uh, having that interaction with customers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the hardest is when it's. Um, when it'll be about something that I don't really have much knowledge on, like history or, or politics or something. Yeah. And, and so I do find it difficult to sort of um, find the right book for the customer. But uh, we have um, what you call, you know, the Waterstones website, um, Phoenix. And so I'll just sort of quickly look in, see what people are saying about this book and just quick outline. So I'll just pass it off as my information. But yeah, yeah, I do, I do my best to help. I don't think I've had anything that was too hard. I mean, I can't think of any difficult difficult questions or mm-hmm. anything difficult but but yeah I just it's, it's a challenge end of the day I feel like oh I better find out more about this book if this is what people are asking for I need to know yeah. more about this mm-hmm. so I can help the next customer who asks that question yeah so have you ever ever recommended a favorite book to a 
customers. Yeah. Uh, there was this book called The Outsiders and uh, I read that as a child and it was one of my favourite books and it was an American customer who comes in and all he said was this oh there's this book that I, um, I read years ago and it was about these boys that's all he said you. and then I took him straight to the children's section and then I said to him this is The Outsiders yeah how did you know and then he was like do you know all do you know all the books because no 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 i kind of had a feeling that you'd ask for this book and then i asked him turn this page and uh, the first page and i actually said out loud the the first few lines of the book when i stepped out into the bright sunlight and from the darkness of the movie house i had only two things on my mind paul newman and a ride home and he was like do you know the whole book by heart i don't know it's because i read it so many times i can I, i know the yeah and it's one of my favorites because um, I think I, I picked it up in, a, in the library and I was impressed, you know, at the back of the book when it gives you a little description of the yeah. mm-hmm. author. She wrote the book in 1967, I think, I can't remember. And she was only like 15, 16 and she got published at 17 and I was like really impressed with that. And mm. back then we didn't have many books about teenagers in yeah. that way. Um, or young adult section because um, when I was 14 after reading my Roald Dahls and all that yeah. I went straight into adult books mm-hmm. and uh, but for this one for this reason I don't know why but this book had always felt like been with me mm-hmm. and, and I was kind of really impressed by this 17 year old and I was just like wow she could do that at 17 that means we could you know I could be a, a, a writer author. maybe it's like yeah and, and, and I did used to write stories and stuff they weren't good but it just sort of like think well if she can do it I can do it that's it's good enough to be published and I'm sure my story will be good enough <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, great yeah so um, what books do you wish would sell better mm. um, well I used to always wish that the children's books would sell better only yeah. because I don't see well judging by our review um, uh, uh, you know, record, records are that they're not doing too well mm-hmm. and so I'm always thinking what can I do to push it what can I do to yeah. I mean I try my best to talk to customers and try to encourage them oh I think your child would love this or but um so I was always worried about that that it's never going to be good as the rest of the shop like the yeah. fiction and the non-fiction but um yeah lately with all this TikTok and social media and you know like these social those influencers who are recommending all these books and all of a sudden they all want to come books to grammars yes yeah Yeah. and and I I just remember there's also like books that are on uh, e-books or something or blogs or something that people write and these books are Goodreads I don't know but they're also yeah they're they're, like these books that have been um that you could read online and now being published as a book form, you know. So. A Wattpad. That's oh, it. Yes. That's yeah. It. yeah. So there's a, a lot of that going on, and then I notice a lot of the books like Kissing Booth and yes, and, and after, after and, yeah. yeah, yeah. They all started their life off as uh, you know yeah. teenagers just writing books on yes. Wattpad, and then yes. they got picked up. That's right, mm. and that's that's the yeah, and yeah, with TikTokers were um, recommending books. Um, uh, Leah Bardugo. I mean, that's a mm. big one with the with the show that's on Netflix at the moment. Shadow was it Shadow? Shadow and Bone. Yeah. yeah, and uh, there's lots of stories similar to that sort of uh, theme that are yeah. doing really, really well. Six of Crows. Six of Crows. Yes. Yeah. And Lore and um, I can't remember the name of all these authors. Yeah. No. No. Blah blah blah. But yeah, so that kind of really helped, and you can see the sales figures going up and up, especially in the young adult section, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good for me because I feel like oh, finally, you know, <laughs> it's happening. And uh, yeah. but yeah, but one thing I have noticed it's always been 
the girls are always buying these books. I never see any boys come in mm-hmm. uh, buying these books, especially Asian boys. They don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boy so I think there's, there's something going on here. We need to sort of like try and um, encourage encourage them, them some way. Yeah. But um, but so far it's really good, and also because. Um, um, when I first started in Waterstone, there wasn't that many Asian authors, mm-hmm. and where a child could come in and say, "Oh, I want, you know, I like these books, but I don't see myself or recognize myself in these in these stories." And um, I remember actually it was Bear Grylls who did oh, these little adventure books, yes. and there was a little boy. Um, I'm not sure where he was from, but he was, his name was Adam, and I have a nephew called Adam in London, and he was like over the moon because he wanted to, he wanted the whole collection of his books. Wow! Uh, so yeah, so I ordered them all for him, and uh, he absolutely loves them, yeah. and he feels like that's it's me. Special, isn't oh, it? Yeah, he yeah. feels special, and yeah. then that, and I thought that's what was missing. Mm-hmm. We need more books like that, and uh, so over the years now. Uh, yeah, I, I've been seeing it quite a lot now, and I think in, in picture books, nine to twelve, five to eight, mm-hmm. teenagers, there's lots, there's lots there now for, yeah. for everybody, something for everybody. I think even with the children's section, especially in Waterstones, they have such beautiful editions of like a classic book, reimagined classics, re-imagined yeah, classics. and kids book, kids versions of like the Jane Austen classics yeah. and Dickens, yes. and yeah. they do it in such a beautiful way. You just want to buy them, yeah. like, even yeah. even even as an adult, like because oh, yeah. uh, I'm going back to university to study anthropomorphism so I'm reading books like um, you know the Beatrix Potter series and uh, it's just amazing like getting those editions because yeah, yeah. they're just so special yeah. oh, yeah. oh, I just remembered how many uh, pers- um, Jane Austen's Persuasion how many copies of that have you got oh my god <laughs> I have t- oh too many god. to count I, so I, I can't have it it's like when I see when I see the same book but it's in a different format oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a beautiful edition I have to have yeah. it the Waterstones just had the new editions of the classics you know the die cut they had the oh, die yeah. cut yes. editions yes. oh my goodness and they're numbered so they only got like 5,000 copies yeah. editions yeah and uh, I saw the persuasion copy in that and I was like, I have to have that. And what did you get, Sarah? I think I got um, Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Did you get one as well? Oh, well? I got Jane Eyre. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many. I've, I've got lots of. I've got one Jane Eyre that I read and it's a bit tattered, but then all the other ones are in pristine condition and yes. I don't want anyone to touch them. Yeah. And just the thought of knowing that I have these books are just. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to the next question, uh, how do you reach potential readers, uh, readers slash customers? I mean, um, we're on uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and there's always um, a lovely um, colleague of mine called Jane. She's always very active mm-hmm. on uh, the social media side of things, mm-hmm. and um, and so we get like bookseller magazines and things so that we can keep up to date with what's going on, what's happening, so we can pass yeah. that information on to our customers and let them know. Oh, um, next month this is coming out, so yeah, make sure that you uh, you know you pre-order your copy. And so, yeah, I think that's it. It's always like keep this communication open, always like talking to people. And you know, when you see what they're buying, you kind of know what they want and mm. what they'll be interested in. You can't just sort of like somebody buying a, a cookery book, you can't say, Oh, uh, Stephen King's got a new book. I, I don't think they're going to be, you know, interested. Yeah. So, if, if it's Jamie <laughs> Oliver or um, all these like Nosh books, that's the really vegan cookbooks, the vegan cookbooks, and things like that, yeah, just. So you just sort of like know who, what to yeah. speak, to, what to say to what, what customers, depending on what they're buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in terms of Waterstones and how they select their books, so how are the, is the stock chosen? Is there somebody that comes in and um, there is somebody who who knows? 
I don't know who that person is. <laughs> but yeah, there is somebody who uh, kind of knows what, what's selling and what's not, and mm-hmm. what and they would ask us to sort of push on this one a bit more. And we are, we're always comparing with other stores to see mm-hmm. how well these other stores are doing. So we are kind of like in competition with everybody, really, because every week we'll look, oh, no, no, we need to do better on this, we need to do better here. Mm-hmm. Um, so whoever is picking, uh, choosing the books for us, I mean, yeah, I mean... Uh, so somebody else does it. Somebody else does it, yeah. Brilliant. So uh, what do you think about reading today? Um, reading today, um, I still feel like there's a lot of young children who still don't read as much as they should, really. I mean, I get parents who um, come in with their children and if there's a book that they're interested in, they'll be like, oh, no, it's too expensive. Or we could, you know, we could get that from a supermarket or something and yeah. which is quite sad because um I, I mean you can't put a price on you know reading or whatever yeah. if, your child's, if it if it's gonna help your child read why not you know mm-hmm. uh, um i mean like it, even in schools i mean um when alicia was quite young in her first school i used to volunteer uh, to listen to children read and the sad thing was that a lot of the children who were especially between the ages of nine and ten they were really poor readers it's almost like how are you going to get you know because when they're doing their schoolwork do they have a problem with reading yeah. and especially instructions and stuff how mm-hmm. if they can't read a book how can they you know understand their homework or and they're not getting the help at home I suppose and it could be that maybe their parents don't read mm-hmm. English mm-hmm. and which is quite sad really because um, um, yeah it, it's quite sad to see that you know children are struggling that way but I just think that parents can do so much more if they just know how important it is to read and maybe take them to libraries if they can't afford the books in the bookshop there's always a library mm-hmm. um, so I mean like with, with me um, as a child my dad used to take us to the library every six weeks because uh, yeah and I'd buy my you know I'd choose my books take them home read them and um, yeah I was telling you this one of my first books ever I, I yeah I think I was about six or seven years old the first book I ever picked from um, Central Library was uh, a Ladybird edition of The Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> I have no idea, I have no knowledge of that time or, or that history, but for some reason I just thought this looks really interesting. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I, I remember my first ever book. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I think it, it'd be nice if, if parents took their children to libraries or. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I remember going into my daughter's school and even her school library. The selection of books was really bad. There was like, mm-hmm. is this it? And I just felt like, oh, I wish there was something that we could do to help, you know, mm-hmm. you know, bring them to the bookshop, have a look around. And, uh, you know, World Book Days, I mean, we get a lot of schools that come into the shop with their vouchers. With their and, vouchers, yeah. And it feels like that's the only time they ever come in. Yeah. But, yeah. When I was working at a brothel fest, we used to go to do some events and stuff. And we were mentioning Angie Thomas, who came from yes. America to do her book tour here in the UK. She went to some of the public schools in in the UK and she went to uh, and the ones in Bradford and I remember because I was with Angie Thomas on that day um, the kids all had their tokens yeah and they'd all lined up and they were so eager to buy um, the books and some of them were like the same same book but yeah. two different editions and right. they didn't care they were like I want both of them yeah. picked them up and some of them didn't have enough money but the teachers were so amazing and encouraging they were like don't worry we'll sort the cost out yeah. just give the kids the books yes. and they got them signed and they were so happy yeah. that they got these books yeah. and the boys as well like young yeah. boys yeah. and they were just 
getting these books and they were so happy that they had them and yeah. they weren't left or yeah. and um, yeah I just think it's encouraging and really inspiring because we were talking about libraries and how libraries yeah. played a significant part in us growing up and I remember you know every weekend my cousins and me we would have like competitions to see who could read the most books and yeah, yeah. we'd maximise the book limit so 25 books in the library we'd bring them home we'd read them over the yeah. week and go back the next weekend and it'd be our local library so not central one yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it was it was just that yeah. enjoyment that of the book as well it's yeah. like a treat yeah. you're looking forward to that day that's going to come with a year to go again yeah, yeah and it kind of brings us to the kind of next question which is like in South Asian communities especially our communities because you know reading is not as recognised or is not encouraged as much yeah. I think yeah. um, I mean unless in like, I think some households do especially yeah. um, I remember in mine like we did read and all of us read mum read or my brothers actually as well they started off with Anthony Horowitz and they read James Patterson and they were loved it all Um, but in terms of like the South Asian community what do you feel about reading I mean I know how important it is for me to read but um, I can't really answer for everyone but I just wish that I mean there's a whole world out there there's just you know this you know, and your imagination and everything. And I think, you know, when you're down, you know, you can just sort of like pick up a book and then just get lost, <laughs> lost it. And, and that feeling of sort of like, wow, I just can't believe I was just there. And that's how, you know, they're kind of missing out on that sort of <laughs> <laughs> Escape. escapism, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of Asian parents feel that's, they probably think of it as a waste of time. Mm-hmm. There's things to do, like, like get up, practical do some stuff. Very practical mm-hmm. stuff. And so for them, they, I can't say, I can't really say it's, it's a difficult. It's question. a difficult question because of attitudes towards reading. And depending on what it is that you're mm-hmm. reading, is it an Islamic book that you're reading? Is it going to teach you anything? Yeah. Is it you know that that's the what's issue. the value? What's the value yeah. in it? And um, what are you going to learn from it? And so, to, especially reading fiction is probably for them is like a waste of time. There's no, <laughs> you know, read this, read the stories of the prophets. That's more. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of getting somebody to start reading what kind of book would you recommend to them so if somebody wanted to get into reading say after listening to this podcast and thought I'm going to go into Waterstones I'm going to pick up a book what would you kind of recommend as a new starting book um, it, it all starts with what you're interested in mm-hmm. what, what, is, what is it that you know what makes you feel happy or mm-hmm. are you curious about knowing about something or um, yeah even if it's like non-fiction so maybe um Maybe if you want to read more about your religion as well, you know, if there's lots of other books and lots of other, I don't know, there's just, I, th- I think it starts with what you're interested in and what, what makes you sort of curious. Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of good yeah. to start from there. I think because we were saying that um, some people come in, they look for like non-fiction books like Elon Musk and... Yeah, so. we were talking about the boys, weren't we? And uh, <laughs> the girls, they love their uh, Sarah J Maas, so we know which side they're going to be on. And then you got the boys who come in and they want books like um, Richard Branson and Elon Musk and uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's all about the money, money, how fast. to make money happen, <laughs> be successful and make money. And yeah, that's... <laughs> I don't know if, if I'm stereotyping or not, but that's you know from from, your from my perspective, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we've just touched on on that, but um, if there's one thing that you can change about the current book selling scene, what would it be? Um, 
you know, I, th- I think things are changing, and especially with the Bradford Literature Festival. And I noticed that we get a lot of, uh, um, you know, authors of, um, you know, of South Asian. Um, Mm-hmm. And uh, like people like A.A. Dan, we had A.A. Dan Quinn, Annie Tarani came mm-hmm. to the literature, and I, uh, yeah, and it's uh, we had Simon Me as well. Oh, Simon Me as well, we did, yeah. And um, sorry, the family tree. So she said, she said. and uh, the lady she came to our last podcast, uh, Malik. Um, Green and Pleasant. Aisha, Aisha Malik. Malik. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so, um, yeah, so, so it's, it's great when, when people like that come along and then, then we can talk about these, yeah. you know. Before, uh, it's like authors and we think of them as untouchable, we don't see them, we don't mm-hmm. see them, we yeah. just see But now they're like, it's not the Amongst the us. Amongst us, yeah. yeah that's the, we, we can actually bump into them in the street or in the bookshop and have a chat mm-hmm. with them and it's, it's nice when that mm-hmm. happens and... Uh, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I say it's a bit surreal, don't you think? Yeah, in some way, because is, you know, I, like I always tell, like you know, we, I didn't, you know, with authors and, and writers, you don't really imagine them to be walking amongst you. Yeah. No. So when you're in these literary events and yeah. they're just there, and you actually even know them as well, yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh my god, we're part of the same kind of industry. Yeah, like we're yeah. publishers, you're a bookseller, yeah. and they're the author. Yeah, we're all kind of work synchronically. Yeah, in, that's in, right. In that's industry. right. And I don't, I didn't feel that when I first started working for Watersons or WH Smith there wasn't none of that I mean um, we did have at WH Smith I remember the only person I remember meeting <laughs> Mo Molum she's a publisher I think she's passed away now but um, oh. yeah um, uh, talking about her book and uh, Nick Hornby oh. and um, yeah and they were the only two people I ever met wow. in, in the you know my time work with WH Smith and then I think with this Bradford Literature Festival is opened it up. It's opened it up, and I think that's you know it's really exciting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, as a bookseller, I get excited. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely agree, and like especially because you had Tezilias as yes, well yes, coming, yeah. oh, and yeah. oh my goodness, like I heard from some of the event staff that the event was just packed out with young oh, yeah. South yeah. Asian lads. That's it. Who mm-hmm. were so interested and keen to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has Ilya speak and I think in World Booked in 2018 they had um, of Humza Arshad yeah. uh, Diary of a Bad Man yeah. yes. he wrote yeah. a kids book he did yeah and oh, yeah. the kids absolutely loved him and the young little yeah. boys they yeah. absolutely loved him and he was such a presence for yeah. them and I think because they've been on television and yeah. I think that's another thing is um when, when they see someone on television and then, then they get to see them in yeah. real life it's quite exciting and again because these are Asian men and they, get, they can identify with them yeah. and they just think oh, mm-hmm. this one of us or whatever and uh, yeah absolutely yeah I think it's that recognition that recognition and, 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 yeah yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I, I can't wait to see more of it. Yeah. And Bruffalo yeah. Fest is continuing to do brilliant stuff, so yeah, I yeah. hope that we can carry on with this. Um, so our next question is: uh, What is your preferred reading genre? Um, I don't have a preferred <laughs> genre. I read anything and every, everything, or anything that takes my fancy, really. Or if um, if something's been um, promoted or something I want to know but I also like to read books that no one's read before and just think oh um yeah I, I don't have a preference mm-hmm. I, I just read whether it's children's or adults I'm happy to read anything mm-hmm. yeah and I think that helps because then I can sort of like talk to any customers about anything and, yeah. and recommend yeah what kind of attracts you first then to a book for you 
Okay, this is not a very um <laughs> it's I don't the like, cover. Yeah, it's a book cover. I don't like saying well you shouldn't have you should uh, never judge a book by its cover. cover. But uh, a couple of weeks ago I bought this book. <laughs> yeah, and it's called it's called The Wolf's Secret. Yeah. And it's just got this sort of autumn sort of feel to it, the colours and uh, yeah. And then Who's well, it by? It is by Miriam Daman and Nicholas Digard. Okay. We put all this in the show notes so anybody okay. can and, copy um, and the illustrations in here is amazing. You know, I haven't even read the book yet. I just, I'm just sort you just of like, know. Yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures. I just can't stop looking at the pictures. They're just absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm sure the story's going to be amazing, but um, yeah, I mean, I can actually cut these pictures out and frame them. That's how good they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially you were saying there's a particular there's image a, in there there's of a particular, the character. Yeah, and she just sat in front of um, an open hearth. fireplace, the hearth, and, and she's got this really long hair that's sort of like. Rapunzel style. Like Rapunzel style, and she just sat there with a hot tea. And she just looks cozy there. Yeah. She? And there's a big, big, there's wolf a big wolf behind just her. sat behind. That her. is like a perfect <laughs> scene, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, um, that's beautiful. Yeah, the wolf secret. And um, there's another book that I picked up called The Seven Sisters. Uh, it's by Aisha Malik. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's an author of Green and Pleasant Land. Yes, and um, what attracted me to this book was just looking at the seven girls, and they're all like of different nationalities, and they're all sisters, and they all have their own um, interests. So there's uh, somebody here who likes gardening, playing music, reading, dancing, and they all live on this um, treehouse, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, like you can see, sometimes they get on, sometimes they don't, but. Um, yeah, and I think there's a character here called Isla, and I have a niece called Isla, and I actually bought this book to give to her on her birthday. But Do you after think you have to get another copy? I have to get another copy, because <laughs> after seeing this, I thought, no, I, I, I'm keeping this. But it's absolutely beautiful. The illustrations in here is absolutely amazing as well. Yeah. So that's Seven Sisters that's by stunning. Aisha Malik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but these are beautiful covers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I definitely think it, now. Be, I don't know what it is, but now with the book industry, they've started to do some absolutely beautiful covers. Yeah. yeah. And especially like women. I don't know what it is, but the women's books that um, they've got like bowls of fruit and flowers, yeah. and mm-hmm. we see this quite a lot. Like yeah. the oh, what is it? The Supper Club had like a yeah. fistful of blackberries. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, the three women, I think it's called. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that was had like fruit, fruit and yeah, flowers, yeah. And, and there's a lot of beautiful book covers that yeah. have come out like that. I mean, that. they're spending a lot of um, attention, attention to, to the covers now. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we were talking about the binding oh, yes. again. Um, it was a cover that that attracted yeah. me to the uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of the sp- yeah, they're spending a lot of attention on the covers now. Yeah. It's just yeah. almost too good to even read mm. just look at them <laughs> we were talking recently talking about um, Blue Moose Book's new book uh, The Three Graves yeah and uh, that one the cover of that is it's stunning stunning yeah. yeah the collage and the the colours and just everything yeah. looks amazing yeah. that's a really good book that and um yeah, I was gonna say that I think it's the cover now that everybody's paying attention yeah. to yeah. kind of what grabs you yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean um I, I think when you look at every single one of my books in my house, mm-hmm. they look like they've never been touched. But it's just the way I handle them because I love the covers and I just don't want to bend the edges or. What, do you do you have a bookmark or do you doggy your pages? No way. I have a bookmark and uh, yeah, and I won't let anyone touch them. And I have lent books to people and 
you know when the little corners are bent I feel like right I'm going to have to go and get myself another copy now <laughs> Just, uh, that's not going to do and uh, I'd uh, give that book to charity and buy myself another one well, at least somebody else gets in yeah the, uh, I don't have the book. pleasure of reading it yeah, yeah. Um, so the last question is if you could invite any author for a book signing at your shop what would it be? Right. Um, I think you know, it's hard. Isn't it, it is hard. <laughs> I mean, like every time we have the Bradford Literature Festival, and I know who the who the authors are. You know, I'd be like, oh yes, David Ostrog with the Black and British, mm-hmm. and I thought he, yeah, um, you know, got him to sign the book. But uh, and then then it was Anita Rani, and then it was like, but I can't think at the time. I can't. I can't really think of who I'd. Uh, but as a, when I was a child, when I was about fourteen years old, I got really into Stephen King books, and I, and I always just thought, oh, I imagine one day, you know, imagine meeting him or yeah. getting my mm. book signed by him. So I think, yeah, Stephen King. Stephen King. <laughs> Is there any particular book that you would get him to sign? Uh, my copy of it. It. I oh, bought, uh, my yeah, goodness. My me. brother bought me that um, book when I was, I think, sixteen on my sixteenth birthday. He got, uh-huh. got me that book. That was my first ever. Did you stay up all night after reading? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Did you have the light on? Yeah, I had the light on. It was. It was. A, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It was my favorite book at the time. But um, yeah, I used to buy uh, get the books from library. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, it started when I was fourteen, and I remember my sixteenth birthday, and I was really surprised because I didn't think my brother paid attention to what I read, yeah. and uh, he seen me take that book out a couple of times because I couldn't finish it in six weeks. So probably a slow reader, or I was doing other stuff, but I kept taking it out so that I could continue reading it and then one day he just bought me my copy oh so, so sweet. that was really sweet of him yeah is he your twin brother he's my twin yeah oh. <laughs> yeah yeah right i think that kind of wraps up all our questions so we've come to the segment that we call current reads and we kind of share what we're reading right now and just to give the um listeners a bit of a taste of some new books so we'll start with you asrin Okay, what are you currently reading? Um, a few books. I always have a few books on the go. So I I know I like to recommend books to customers, but I have customers who like to recommend books to me. And so there was this customer um, who recommended me to read The Painted Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, after reading that, I ended up reading the whole series. So there's five books in that series. And now um, <clears throat> there's a new series that's come out and it's by the same author, Peter V. Brett, and it's called The Desert Prince. So it's the same story of the the painted man, but it's fifteen years later. Right. So just started reading that. Also, um, every month we have our Waterstones Book of the Month, mm-hmm. and I'm reading the uh, Book of the Month, the fiction book of the month. Uh, it's a historical fiction, and it's called The Wolf Den by Elodie Harper, mm-hmm. and it's about um, these women who uh, live in a brothel in Pompeii. And it's just their stories, and um, I've only just started this, so I don't really understand. Mm-hmm. But um, yesterday, um, I had to recommend uh, <laughs> uh, the book of the month to uh, a lady who was actually a vicar, and uh, so I picked this book up, and I told her it's about uh, these three <laughs> women, the, uh, prostitutes in a brothel, and it's you know in Pompeii, and it's set in this sort of time and then she goes oh that sounds interesting and she actually ended up getting it and the manager was looking at you actually sell, sold a book about prostitutes to a vicar so he was amazed with that and then I, I remember a, a year ago um, one of the book of the month was called The Short History of Germany mm-hmm. and I was 
I, I didn't know the man was German, but I was telling him how wonderful this book is. It's all, you know, short and concise and it's, it's, it's brilliant. And he was like, oh, I'm from Germany. So um, uh, I don't mind <laughs> reading a little history about Germany. And then the manager like, you sold a book about Germany to a German. <laughs> yeah, I can sell anything to anyone. Really. That's <laughs> yeah. great. It just shows yeah. you're brilliant at your job. Yeah. So if you're looking for a, a, a good book, you have no idea what you're wanting to read, go yeah. to Asbrun at Waterstones <laughs> and she'll recommend you a great book. But, um, but Sarah, what are you reading right now? Uh, so I'm reading Almost Heaven by Judith McNaught. Um, is it for your research yeah, of a pleasure? It is, <laughs> it's for both, but I'm, I'm, read, I'm rereading it, so it's just, um, I'm just trying to get a gist for it for one of my chapters. But yeah, that's that's what I'm reading at the moment. Um, trying to branch out. There's a few things that I've picked up and then put back on my shelf, but um, this is the one that I've currently like. I've been reading properly, so yeah. yeah. What about you, Habiba? Um, I'm reading two books, but they're the the Penguin short black classics. Um, they're like eighty pence, and I picked them up from a charity shop. So the ones that I'm reading is um, Hans Christian Andersen, The Tinderbox, and Christina Rossetti's The Goblin Markets. So it's got some collection of her poetry and some short yeah. some short stories in there, but they're really good and yeah, yeah. they're quite easy to fit in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's what I'm reading right now. Um, you know how I said that my all-time favorite book was The Outsiders because oh yeah, yeah. What what's your all-time favorite? Do you have a? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think you know mine. It's Persuasion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It is it's just such a good book. It's about hope and second chances, yeah. and it's it's just a really good story. And it's actually the first Austin I read, and a lot of people go towards like Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. It's just an underrated book, and it was one of the last. It was the last completed novel she wrote before she died. Yeah. Mm. And they're making a making a. Uh, yeah, they're doing a the new version, Dakota Johnson oh, and. Right. Um, uh, some other cast members in there. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they're doing a new edi- yeah. um, edition of it. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. I've watched all the old ones, yeah. and um, they're just so interesting in their in yeah. their different formats. But um, but yeah, yeah. But that's a good question. Thank you, Asrin. <laughs> I'd have to say Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> it's my all-time favorite. I've got like. I've got countless copies of it yeah. as well. <laughs> a bit crazy, but I also love the Brontes. I think it's yeah. just classics for me yeah. um, because I read them when I was really, really young. Um, Did you read them school. because you wanted to read them, or is it because they introduced you to me in school? Uh, well, I had I had a teacher in like year four, and she had a box, and she used to bring all her favourite books and I think that was kind of the you know that and the library that I kind of had access to yeah. so I just started reading everything she had and it started off with the classics so I just started to like, I started to read them and I, I just absolutely loved them yeah. I just loved that they just take you yeah. to a different different time and different place and yeah I just I just loved them um, yeah. but Pride and Prejudice I yeah. think is my all time favourite yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that brings our episode to a close. Thank you so much, Azrin, for taking the time out to join us. Um, We're so grateful for your time and we've loved chatting with you. Um, And to our listeners, thank you for all your support and for tuning in. And as always, happy writing our fellow foxes.